You're listening to the Super Expander Podcast. Aligned goals are pivotal for expansion. You don't need me to tell you that. But what happens when your flame weakens? What really happens when it totally goes out? Reignite Your Goals starts with awakening to the emotions that pull you further and further away. Letting go of your shame, denial, and frustration, and figuring out why your body is resisting your goals are the key to success. Regulate your nervous system, release the blocks, and reassess your path forward because your goals are ready to be reset and reignited. Hello, hello, Super Expanders, and welcome back to the show. I am really, really excited to be here, finally. <laughs> and I say that because I'm coming off several hours of trying to resolve a tech problem so that I could record this episode for you, but I am resourceful and I'm committed to having this conversation with you. So here we are. So today we are diving into what I would say is a really intriguing topic that I think impacts every single one of us. But before we dive in first, I want to say Gosh, I am so, so grateful for you. Thank you so, so much. You know, it is not lost on me that out of all of the podcasts that you could choose to listen to, you're listening to this one, that you invited me into your ears to talk, to share, you know, to have this conversation. I am coming off a week of kind of relaxing, recharging, celebrating my birthday and celebrating a huge milestone with a, a client. And I just feel just so grateful for this work that I get to do, that I get to be in community with, with you. And I just want you to know that. So let's dive in to this topic that I believe really, truly impacts every single one of us. And it's willpower. And it's why willpower isn't enough. So what we're going to be talking about actually today is really upper limit problems, which if you don't know what those are already, that's completely okay because you'll find out by the end of this episode. And we're really diving in beyond that is why your subconscious mind and understanding your subconscious mind is really the key to all of these things. So we all know about willpower, right? It's that resolve that we tap into, that we summon, we dig down so deep when we, and, and we pull from the depths of our soul when we're facing a daunting task, a big goal. It's what gets you up in the morning to go for that early morning run or workout. It's the, the thing that, really helps you when you're trying to resist that extra slice of pizza when we are on a weight loss journey. So it is no doubt that willpower is a valuable asset, but we also have to recognize that willpower alone is not enough. So my hope for you is by the end of this episode, perhaps you're able to experience a little bit of comfort knowing that willpower is a limited resource and that relying solely on this willpower if you want to achieve your goals is like trying to run an ultra marathon at a sprint 
pace the entire way. Imagine that for a second, right? You start out strong on a marathon, but if if you were running an ultra marathon and try to sprint the entire way, you would burn out. You wouldn't be able to go very far sprinting. You would burn out before you hit the finish line, most definitely, right? And willpower is very much the same way. All right, so here is the thing. Doesn't matter how completely dedicated you are, when things get a little spicy, they get a little interesting, they get a little challenging, willpower isn't enough. We might have our to-do list, our sticky notes, affirmations, our journal, maybe we even hired a coach. And if you're on a workout, you know, weight loss kind of journey, maybe you've bought some new gear to help you stay motivated, to keep you focused on the behaviors and keep all those things top of mind. We are going to face obstacles. We're going to face tough stuff. And not only that, it is inevitable that we will start to engage in behaviors that directly undermine what you are trying to achieve. It is just human nature. And then things start to feel like they're taking so long. And it starts to feel like you're doing this dance of two steps forward, two steps back. Maybe it's three steps forward, four steps back. It's this dance. And it's something that we call self-sabotage. And this is the important part, right? It's important to know that it is not a lack of willpower that is the problem. I think the narrative out there so often is if you just have more willpower, if you could just somehow be more committed to your goal, if you could somehow just push harder, push through, but has nothing to do with the fact that you're not getting to where you want to go. It's not your willpower. And truly, willpower is a limited resource. You cannot expect to purely exist and purely achieve your goals based on willpower. So the thing that's oftentimes keeping you from hitting those goals is that we're not doing the things that we say that we're going to do, right? If we say that we're going to work out and then we don't go do it, we hit snooze on the alarm and don't get up. If we say that we're not going to eat the cake, but yet we eat the cake Anyways, if we say that we're going to start the business, but we don't start the business, it is not willpower that is the problem. It's actually a complete bottleneck, a clash between your conscious intent and your subconscious programming. And this truly applies across all goals, but we're definitely going to be talking about it today more in the context of of business and goals that are related to business and money. I think because it's sometimes easier to wrap your head around them. And most of my clients, this is where the struggle is coming from or the the areas that they're struggling in, right? You're so ambitious. You've been looking around, watching your friends, your peers start businesses for years and mustering the courage to go after their purpose, their dreams. And you've been trying to muster this, this willpower. You're like, I'm going to finally do the thing. I'm going to finally start the business. I'm finally going to go after and build a life that I desire, that I want to live. And so you get started, right? You, and you start and you start sprinting, you get things going and maybe even you start making a little bit of money. And then you start thinking about really making this thing a success, like scaling it. You've been tapping into that willpower, that termination, that resolve. And you're like, okay, yes, this is really going to happen. 
you're taking action, you're hustling, you're putting yourself out there, you're creating content, and then all of a sudden, boom, you find yourself procrastinating. You are being so consistent, and then all of a sudden, it's like you hit this glass ceiling, this wall, you're not showing up like you want, you're, you're finding yourself comparing yourself to other people, you're not following through, or maybe you keep shifting, changing, you keep pivoting. I can't tell you how many of my clients are going through this come to me in this place and space. So I hope this makes you feel less alone. I can't tell you how many of my clients, honestly, that they start out and they're so clear on exactly what they want. They decide, okay, this is what my business is going to be. The steps they're going to take this exact thing. And then they start taking the actions and midway through they halt, they change their mind. They keep flipping, they keep flopping, they keep changing their mind on what they're actually going to do in their business, which is really ultimately what's keeping you exactly in the same place. And they keep investing in strategy after strategy and wondering why it is that they're not growing. Or another scenario is like, maybe you're making money, yet nothing you seem to be doing is changing the outcomes in your business. Things are feeling really stagnant, like you've plateaued. And you kind of start wondering, well, what's going on here? Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should look at doing something else or something different. And you start feeling like there's maybe something wrong with you because no matter how much what you consciously want, it feels so hard. It feels like you're having to hustle and push and you keep finding yourself sabotaging yourself. I know so many people, many of my clients who have completely burned their business to the ground and just quit because they thought it was so hard or too far out of reach. And it was basically because they couldn't get out of their own way to actually do the thing. And this can happen any level, right? Because it doesn't really matter what level you're at. It really doesn't matter where you are right now. If you're wanting to get to another level, your next level, and I know this kind of maybe sounds a little vague or ambiguous, but it really is just a catch all. So whether you're at day one or you're ready to make your next six figures or multiple six figures, it doesn't really matter where you're at. If you're finding yourself feeling stuck in your results, feeling plateaued, no matter what you're doing, and you know you're somewhat aware, but and maybe you're thinking you, you might even have an inkling that you're getting in your own way, but you can't quite put your finger on it. It's probably time to take a look under the hood to stop beating yourself up and thinking that you need to rely on willpower. Time to take a look underneath, beneath the surface and look at what is going on, what you're doing, what might be blocking you. And before I go into the subconscious mind in more detail, I want to talk to you a little bit about the upper limit that I mentioned at the top of the episode. It's a concept that was coined by Gay Hendricks from the book titled Big Leap. And I actually just recently decided to reread it because it is so, so good. It's kind of what inspired me to chat with you about this today. It was a refresh my memory on some of the concepts and the terms that he talks about. And one of them, which I think is such a powerful concept, and it really connects this idea of willpower, is that we have this internal 
thermostat of how much love, how much success, how much health, how much wealth, whatever it is that we will actually allow ourselves to receive. We may consciously want something, right? You want to make it happen. Let's say you, let's use money. I always feel like money is always an easy example, primarily because I get a lot of clients who come to me, they're business owners and they want to make more money. And no matter how they try, they, you know, they, they say they want to make six figures, multiple six figures. I want to be a six figure figure business owner. And it's like, no matter how much willpower they muster up trying to show up for themselves, they keep investing, holding the faith, but they can't break that plateau. No matter what you seem to be doing, no matter what you can't seem to push past a certain amount. I can't tell you how many people I work with. And you know, this is including myself, by the way that actually have come to me and said, it doesn't matter what I do. I make the exact same money. It's as if there is this invisible glass ceiling that is sitting on me, no matter what I do. It's it doesn't matter what strategy I employ, what I invest in. I've changed my prices and it always just seems to equal out, even out to the same thing, just like a thermostat. You know, this happened to me in my business too. I think my second year in business, I had changed out of a, my career and moved into, into coaching full time. And I started to realize that I basically was making the exact same thing that I had been making in my real estate business, which my gosh, I'm so grateful for because this was huge, right? The idea was to be able to replace that income, but my goal in switching was, you know, twofold. It was for the freedom. It was for the impact and it was to have a no cap on my income and I was finding myself literally making the exact same amount. And it was almost like this dance, right? I finally mustered the courage to raise my prices. And then I actually would sign less clients and it would, it would equal out. And it had everything to do with this upper limit problem, right? It was that I was conditioned to receive and operate in this same realm of financial you know, income. And now in, in hindsight, I understand that I was doing some certain things that were self-sabotaging. I was sabotaging myself from moving and earning more. And it was because of my subconscious. I was subconsciously not allowing myself to receive more. So every time something would happen, I would halt the progress. I was hitting a threshold. And here's the thing, when you're in it, you don't usually realize that you're actually self-sabotaging. In the moment, it feels like everything's going well and going good, and you're just not really aware. But when you zoom out, and this is the, this is the work that I do with my clients, we zoom out. And we use the same practices that I do for myself. You zoom out and you go and you look, and you look objectively at what's going on. And this is the work that we do together. And we start to identify what these subconscious blocks are so that we can start to clear them out. And here's the thing, this truly does happen at every level. It happens in other contexts too, not just with money, not just with business. It happens in fitness, it happens in your health, in a weight loss journey, in the goals that we're pursuing. But when you start to become aware of this and you start to recognize that no matter how much willpower you can tap into, how much willpower you can muster, how much hustling 
that it's not that that's going to get you there. It's creating that partnership, that relationship with your subconscious. It really kind of starts to boil down to being able to recognize the patterns, the defaults. And once you start to recognize it, you become quickly aware of it and you start to know, ah, now I know I need to do something about this. Let me dive in and do the subconscious work so I can smash through this upper limit. And I'm going to go more into this, this upper limit, right? These problems inside of our subconscious, which is this tendency to self-sabotage. We're right moment of having a big breakthrough to stepping into that higher level of success that we've been wanting, that we've been desiring. And we have started to surpass that, that thermostat, right? That place where we feel safe receiving and safe really is the very, very key word here because it really is about this internal safety, this internal safety that is connected to our nervous system, this glass ceiling that we essentially have created and installed for ourselves. And it's born from these deep seated limiting beliefs. And every time I work with a client on this, and even when I do this work for myself, I feel like, you know, it makes no conscious sense at all. If I had a a penny for every time my client said, this makes no sense, I would be a very rich woman. You know, I want this. I'm like, yes, yes, you want it. Your conscious mind wants it, but there's this part of you that doesn't feel safe in receiving it. And that's the part of you that we have to address. So I want you to understand exactly why this is happening. So we're going to talk a little bit about the conscious mind and how your subconscious mind actually works. So for a moment, I want you to start to picture an iceberg. Don't let your mind just go wandering off in in the idea and concept of the Titanic, right? Wait. Hold on. Did you notice that's exactly what your mind wanted to do? Because that's how your subconscious mind works. But what I want you to do is to really just start to think of an iceberg in the middle of a beautiful blue ocean, a big blue ocean. And it's just this random iceberg in the middle of the water. And there's this tiny portion above the water. And you can see because you're in a little teeny tiny boat and that's your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is only aware of what's above the water. Your conscious mind is really only aware of what you can see at any given moment. The thoughts that you're aware of. It's your perceptions that you're aware of. It's the actions that you think that you're in control of. Your willpower is kind of like the tip of the iceberg, right? It's the part of you that's consciously aware of what you desire and the tasks that you want to do. It's kind of like saying, okay, I want to go to the gym every day. I want to make six figures. That's your conscious awareness. Now, if we begin to peek underneath of these icy, cool waters, you can start to see that there's this enormous part of this iceberg that's underneath of the water. You couldn't see it until you started to look underneath of the water or kind of like, as I mentioned earlier, taking a look underneath of the hood. And this is representative of your subconscious mind. It's everything else that's happening below the surface. It's honestly like a supercomputer. It stores every single piece of life experience, your beliefs, your memories, your thoughts, your actions, your skills, your intuition, your emotions, 
It's literally storing a lifetime of experience in your subconscious mind. It's been gathering every single detail throughout your entire life. Pretty wild. And most of the time, you haven't been consciously aware of it. It's just been accumulating. This is the reason why you don't have to think about breathing in. You just do it because this part of you is operating your entire body right now. It's why when you see you're looking at your desk and you want to pick up a pen and you could just reach out and pick it up. You don't really consciously think about putting your hand around it, squeezing your fingers around the pen and lifting your arm. Your body just does it for you. It's why when you're walking down the street and you look out and you see the, the greenery, you don't have to sit there and think, oh, that's grass. Your body just, your mind just in the background is powerfully working and it knows that it's grass. You don't have to consciously think about it to name it. Your subconscious mind is constantly taking information, filtering it, and categorizing it for you. It takes the burden off of our conscious mind so that it doesn't implode because there's billions and billions of bits of information that are coming at us at any given moment as we are walking through the day. I mean, just think about how much information that is coming at you moment to moment. It's why you can walk down the street of New York City and have a conversation with your friend without being completely thrown off track by the millions of things that are happening all around you. Your mind would literally explode if your conscious mind had to process all of that consciously by yourself. So our subconscious mind is doing all of this work for you. So really in essence, what it's doing, it's turning away the stuff that isn't relevant for you so that you can walk with your friend and have this conversation and not be overwhelmed by all the things that are going on. It's filtering out the stuff that isn't important for you right now. It's filtering, categorizing, processing, and it's essentially keeping you safe and sane. Your subconscious mind is incredibly powerful and it's very influencing. It influences 95% of your decisions and actions every day. Therefore, it's only 5% of your reality that your conscious mind is really responsible for. So let's go back to something that I mentioned earlier, which was this idea of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind misalignment. When you consciously want something and your subconscious mind believes that the thing isn't safe, right? So oftentimes there's a belief from childhood, a thought, a fear, or whatever it is that you think is going to win. The, the 5% of you is trying to muster up that willpower in order to achieve that goal. But then there's that 95% of you that's like, mm, no, this isn't safe. And it's going to stand in its way. It's going to just in your way. It's going to, it's going to distract you from that 5% conscious goal that you've set for yourself. It's why when you need to sit down and, I don't know, write content for your business or do a big proposal or something, all of a sudden you're feel like you should go clean out the closet and you're completely distracted. The same reason when you said, I'm not going to have any more pizza, but yet you still eat two more pieces of pizza. 
It's why when you decided to set that goal to double your income, you wrote out a plan to follow. That's the the 5% that you're tapping into, that willpower, that conscious brain. But then it doesn't, nothing that you're doing seems to actually be working. It doesn't seem to be growing. You're making the exact same amount of money. And I mean, I already shared how this kind of happened in my own personal journey. And it wasn't until I started to identify the patterns, do that inner work and start to align my subconscious and conscious together that I started to bust through those plateaus, those upper limits that I had inside of my business. And it's not just money, right? I mean, I feel like money is an easy correlation, an easy example to follow. And so if you're feeling frustrated, you're working harder, you're working longer hours, you've done all the things, you've hired a coach, you've implemented the strategies, but you're finding yourself in a position that no matter what you do, you've plateaued and you feel like you just can't, you feel tapped out on willpower. It's really important here to start looking at that subconscious programming because you may have grown up with the belief that having a certain amount of money, quote unquote, is is bad. People with money are bad or that people with, when you have money, it changes you. You have this internal worry of how your friends or family, what they're going to think about you, where they might judge how much you've changed, or maybe it had been instilled in you that you should be just so grateful to have just enough. So every time you start to have an abundance, you feel shame around it. These are just a few of the kind of subconscious beliefs and programming that people carry around that you might be carrying around. And like I said, so often at times it doesn't even make logical sense because you know, you can logically say that making more money will actually make you feel safe. It'll create more freedom. But if we have something in our subconscious like this that is blocking us, it doesn't matter how much we talk about it. It doesn't matter how many times we say the affirmations because your subconscious doesn't believe that it's safe. You can say you want the things and you might feel like you're doing all of the things. But when we start to zoom out, you'll start to see and recognize these patterns and behaviors are not actually aligning with the things that you say that you desire. And so I recently had a client who came to me and she was desiring to create more income in her business. And we started digging around and I started asking her what her why was around creating more income. And it's her desire was to be able to provide for her family and so that she could feel safe, that she could feel support her family and so on. And so she had a clear idea of what that amount was that she wanted to make that would make her feel safe. And when she came to me, she said, you know, I've had so many business coaches. I've tried all of the strategies and I feel like no matter what I do, nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to make a difference. I just keep making the same amount of money and it's not enough. It's not what I need to be able to thrive and feel that safety in my family to provide for my family and in my business. And when we started peeling back the layers surrounding these subconscious beliefs and thoughts that she held around money, the big one was that came up was that she felt that she had to work really hard to make money. She held these beliefs that you had to push and you had to grind really hard to make money. And she held these certain beliefs of what what it should look like and what it shouldn't look like around making money. She held beliefs about people who had a lot of money. There was a lot of judgment that she hadn't really 
exposed. And as she started to peel this back, she started to see that it really came from her child and, and from her parents and from her families. And like some of the social conditioning that she had been exposed to growing, one of them being that people with wealth were not good people. That was something that had been shared and passed down to her through her parents. And when we started to uncover these things, she was like, ah, oh, maybe this is why I keep hitting that ceiling where I can't expand into more income. And she started to really become aware of her language, the, what, the way she spoke about money. We noticed there was a lot of judgment in the conversations that she was having around money but that the judgments weren't really coming from her. They weren't her own. But here's the thing. When we're speaking out these judgments, we're passing these judgments, your subconscious mind will start to pick up on them. And that's what your subconscious mind goes after. Your subconscious mind believes that you don't actually want these things because you're judging it in that way. So it proactively goes after the opposite of what you consciously desire. And so what we started to do is really un pack it and we brought it to the surface so that we could reprogram it. So we really got her subconscious mind on board. We aligned it with her conscious goals. And guess what? She started to make more money pretty much instantly. And over the time of working together, she started to increase her income week over week, month over month. And what it all came down to was creating that safety in her body through her subconscious mind. And this is something that we get to do every time we're reaching for a new level is to smash through that invisible glass ceiling that we set for ourselves to turn the dial up on that internal thermostat. When your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are not in alignment, it can feel like you're driving a car with your foot on the gas and your foot on the brake. You can press your foot down on that accelerator so hard that willpower and feel like you so much want to move forward. But if you're unconsciously pressing on the brake because you don't feel safe, you're literally going to go nowhere fast. You're going to get burnout. You're going to feel so frustrated. So, so far we've learned that your subconscious mind accounts for 95%. Your conscious mind is only responsible for 5% of your reality. And you're thinking probably, oh my gosh, I'm getting in my own, own way. And I have not necessarily been aware of it. And it's been my subconscious mind. And you're thinking, Corey, okay, what the heck can I do about this? And I know I sound a little bit too good to be true, but subconscious reprogramming really is achievable. It's very achievable to reprogram our subconscious mind. And in fact, in so many ways, you're actually already doing it to a degree in your every single day life without even realizing that you're doing it. Because every time that you repeat a thought, you're actually programming your subconscious mind. So I want you to think of it this way. By the way, we think something to the tune of 60 or 70,000 thoughts a day. And most of them are actually just repeated thoughts. They're not new thoughts. This is what makes thought patterns. And so if we're thinking the same old thoughts that keep us stuck every single day, then we're going to stay in the same place. So this is when we have to become consciously aware of creating a new thought so that we can create a new repetition, a new thought pattern. And this is really what is what subconscious reprogramming is. 
every time we think a thought, we are reaffirming our programming. We're making a that programming go deeper and deeper and deeper. So this is why it's so important to become aware and intentionally do this work, to become consciously aware of the patterns that we're engaging in. So you can see it's way less about willpower and more about the thoughts that we're repeating in our mind. And part of that really starts to begin with what are the patterns? What's the main pattern? What is the programming that I am operating on? What is my upper limit? These are questions that you can start to ask yourself. Where are you finding yourself hitting that threshold so that you can bring awareness to it? And then start to look underneath of the surface at what is creating that plateau, what is creating that pattern, what is creating that habit, that threshold. So cast your mind back to the idea and the analogy of that, that iceberg that I mentioned earlier. We have our conscious mind above the water, and then we have our subconscious mind beneath the water. What's above the water is 5%, and what is below the water is 95%. And what most people are trying to do is to reprogram their subconscious mind just by repeating affirmations and thinking that because our subconscious is a supercomputer and thinking something over and over again will actually create a new belief. But I'm going to throw a caveat in here. To some degree, this is true, but more often than not, there's this other deeper piece that we need to engage. And I feel like examples are a good way to work with this. So let's say, for example, that you are currently making $35,000 a year and you want to make $100,000 a year. And so you look in the mirror at yourself and you say, I am a six-figure business over, over and over. You're trying to reprogram your subconscious mind to believe that it's safe to make $100,000 a year. But your subconscious mind actually has something called critical faculty. And your critical faculty is essentially like a BS detector. So as you stand before the mirror saying these affirmations, you actually don't believe them. Your critical faculty goes off kind of like a, an alarm and it's like, mm, no, this is not true. It's just going to bat it away to push it away. Basically, the critical faculty is doing its job to keep its subconscious mind exactly where it is. And so when we stand in front of a mirror saying affirmations and, we're, and our critical faculty goes off, it's really blocking that from actually taking hold and reprogramming the subconscious mind. In some ways, it's almost reaffirming the opposite. So the work really is, it begins with bypassing that critical faculty. And there's a number of ways that you can do this. And these are the tools that I use with, with my clients. These are the tools in my toolkit that I use with myself, with my clients. And there are things like hypnosis, deep meditation, visualization exercises are really, really powerful. EFT tapping, breath work. And why they work is because they allow you to get into a very deep, relaxed state so that your critical mind, your conscious mind begins to relax and kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better analogy, go on vacation for a little while, which allows your subconscious mind to receive the information much more easily. Affirmations done in a particular way are, can be very, very powerful. It's actually why subliminal audios work so well. Subliminal audios are essentially affirmations that are layered underneath of music. And when we use EFT tapping with 
with the, with affirmations. It's also a very powerful tool to start to create that bypass of the critical faculty. And all these tools, what they're really doing is getting your subconscious mind and your body on board so that it's not just changing the thought, it's actually changing it in your, well, it's not just changing the thought in your conscious mind, it's changing the thought in your subconscious on a subconscious level. And repetition is so, so key. Your subconscious mind loves reps. Remember, so many thoughts coming in any given moment, 60 to 70,000 of them, and many of them are just repetitive thought. And some of these tools can really start to create this change in an instant. But I think to be fair and transparent, you really have to think about this, right? If you are 35 or 40 years old and you have spent the last 35 or 40 years in a certain way of thinking and a certain kind of thought pattern, you do have to give yourself a certain amount of time the opportunity, right, to really create that change. You can't expect 35 or 40 years of programming to instantly vanish. These tools, this work is really, really powerful, but I also think it's very important to understand that with certain things, it can be a a long game. It's really why my signature coaching is a long-term relationship. We always start out with this two-month period so that you can start to feel the change, but typically my clients work with me on a longer range program, usually up to a year, because in the beginning, you will start to feel shifts within the first few weeks of doing it. You'll have breakthroughs in the first three months, but what I really want to encourage you to understand is that when you're doing this work over a long period of time, you're allowing yourself, you're gifting yourself the opportunity to allow this work to go deep, to create long lasting change that will truly transform the programming that you've been operating on. It's a commitment to yourself, to up-leveling, to expanding what is completely possible for you. So I hope that from today's episode that you're walking away with a few things. I hope first and foremost that you are don't feel alone in this idea of feeling like you need more willpower. That if anything, if you had ever had a moment of feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, that there's something wrong with you, that you completely let that go. And if willpower has been something that you've been relying on completely up to date to this point, and you're looking at trying to achieve that those goals and you feel like you haven't been hitting them, I hope you feel encouraged that you have these tools and resources so that you can start to create the the goals. You can create the achievements. You can start to unlock your limitless potential with this work. We have to give ourselves grace. We have to give ourselves compassion. I hope today's episode gave you some insight into your conscious and your subconscious mind and brought a little bit of awareness to what's really going on at any given moment. I hope it allows you to start reflecting on what your upper limits might be and where you're finding yourself feeling stuck in love, health, relationships in your business. And of course, if you're now a little bit curious about doing this work and you're interested in beginning to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you can achieve your goals, so that you can stop relying on willpower to actually achieve them, I encourage you to reach out. Send me a DM. Let me know that you're curious, and we can have a conversation, a completely no-pressure conversation to see if working together is something that would be a good fit for you. 
There are a number of ways that we can work together that I can support you. So it's time to have a conversation. Scroll down into the show notes and you can hop on my calendar, book a curiosity call or reach out, send me a DM and I'll send you the link. I hope you have an amazing week. And of course, if you like what you heard, take a moment, scroll down, hit the five stars and leave a written review. It truly does help to grow this show. And I can't grow the show without your support and without your help. I'm so grateful for you. I appreciate you. I will catch you on the next episode. Like a fire needs oxygen and fuel. You're not meant to reach your goals alone. Your missing part could be as simple as finding the right community. And if it's not my community, there's definitely the right one out there for you. If you're looking for a place to start, check out the link in the show notes and let this community help you breathe in fresh oxygen.